shot and Adam's not. Warning, the Catholic Man Show contains high levels of manliness. It's simple, really. You either want to grow in virtue and holiness or you want to be a sissy whiny baby. If you choose to move forward, grab your whiskey glass because the Catholic Man Show is starting right now. Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side, so raise your glass. Adam Minahan here, sitting with David Niles in studio, one on the buttons. So we just completed our Christmas season, um, and there's a lot of Christmas traditions. My One of our Christmas traditions in our family is my, my, my grandfather and grandmother, when my grandfather was alive, they would both sit in front of all of our family Mm -hmm. and they would give this like inspirational Catholic like speech, you know, like really, yes. uh, Before, before we did presents, before anything, uh, before dinner, before anything, they would sit down. The whole family would sit. When they were done, did you like charge out of the room? Uh, You kind of felt, yeah, you felt inspired. It was very inspiring. They, They would sit down. Let's go. They would talk about the importance of, you know, family the importance of being together the importance of prayer life the importance of uh you know husband and wife staying together i mean they would just like always just like bam right in your right in your kisser you know I mean, Pow, right in the kisser. yeah and uh, my, my my grandfather has passed away but my my grandmother has mm-hmm. carried on this tradition oh nice and this last year and let me tell you my grandmother is probably the holiest person that i know yeah besides me no bar none <laughs> just kidding uh, she's like the she is the standard the epitome of like Catholic grandmother. She Catholic I mean, to the max, yeah, yeah, to the max. And she starts off the Catholic card game was actually made about her. about her. Yeah, I mean she is she is the best. Yeah, and she starts off by by saying that you know the, the importance of forgiveness, the importance of husband and wife not going to bed angry at each other, mm-hmm. the importance of we're starting a new year, that we should sh- seek Christ's mercy and that we should make sure to repent of any sins that we have, mm-hmm. um, and the importance of making sure to say sorry to your family and not going into the new year holding any grudges, being upset with anybody, offending anybody, starting the new year clean. Nice. And then she said, and this is like what, what, what caught me. And then she said, I'm looking at you, Adam. Yeah. No, then she said, so she said, uh, with that in mind, I am deeply sorry hmm. for anything that I've ever done to you that may have offended you, that may have inconvenienced you, mm-hmm. that may have caused you scandal. Anything that I have done, I am incredibly sorry. Mm-hmm. And like, it just hit me hard because I mean, I I thought she was preaching to me like you know t- to the family like guys this is what you should be doing but yeah. she led by example mm-hmm. and said like no, no this is what we should be doing and so I am so sorry so how come you're not recording the annual so, Minahan homily well I, apparently I need to start doing this so <laughs> uh, in her footsteps I would like to apologize to both Juan and Dave. And anybody in this household, anybody listening right now, anything that I've ever offended or brought scandal or upset 
or any did not do my due diligence of any kind, I apologize. We're going to start 2020, a holy year. Sweet. And a year of forgiveness. Sweet. And it's going to be awesome. So, uh, uh, but my my grandmother just knocked it out of the park. Well, it was just yeah. like it was. I, there was very few dry eyes. In, I was I was going to ask that, but I kind of I kind of figured the answer. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, Sweet. I say that. It's a good Christmas tradition. We started one this year that I heard somewhere just about, it's real easy, before you open presents, just read the the, the narr- nativity the cur- narrative. Oh, yeah. yeah. We do from, that. From Luke. It's like, man, yeah. it's obvious. Yeah, we should. Yeah, you should definitely do Just that. as a quick reminder, before we rip, before we just shred, shred into these presents, presents yeah, uh, remember, let's, let's just throw Jesus a bone or, right. or, you know, something. It's not a big, like, right. it's not like it's huge, but... You know, it's a good thing. Yeah. So I say that also because I think that there's probably other people in that are probably like me who may have been holding a grudge, may have been, you know, offended somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, reach I, out to I them. I doubt. I, I mean, I don't think there's anybody out there. Reach out to them. Who's done that. Let, you know, and start the new year with a clean slate of conscience. Nice. So. Uh, I, I like it. But speaking of clean, our glasses are clean right now. A little too clean. A little too clean. Uh, this evening, I am so excited about this. So uh, before we before we actually talk about da- the Dalmore Dow- Portwood, I, I've actually... So let's talk about the baby bottle really quick. I think we've talked okay. about it on the show before, but it's worth revisiting. Okay. Um, Dave, Juan, and I have a tradition. This is a tradition that... Can you pour while you talk? Yes. Is that possible? Yes. I mean, I... I can do more than one thing yeah. at a time. So Dave, Juan, this is a tradition that, that uh, you guys could start as well, but Dave, Juan, and I started a tradition. Who who, who began this tradition? Whose idea was this? Do I don't you, know. It was Juan's? With the McCann 12. With the McCann 12? Okay. Juan started it. Well, all all good all good traditions are started by Juan, so I, I believe that. Um so we were. What we do is we buy a bottle of scotch and we buy a nice one. We buy like one that we we can't really afford by ourselves, but right. we all four, uh, all three go in together, and so that way we can buy a really nice bottle. Anytime that we have one of us, one of our wives have a child, we we get together and we drink a bottle of scotch and we smoke a cigar. And what we do, Juan, if you'll go to my camera really quick, what we do is wherever we end the uh, the evening, we draw a line on the bottle and write the name of the child above it so that way we know where like you know what we did how much we drank and like for what child and then we keep the bottles afterwards it's kind of a cool keepsake and so we were trying to figure out what baby bottle are we going to do what 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 whiskey are we going to have for for this next round of babies that we're Mm -hmm. all having and i kept throwing out there dalmore dalmore is like one of my both balmore and dalmore are two of some of my favorites and Juan was over in Abu Dhabi, and he bought a bottle, and epically uh, did not come home with it. That's a story for another time. Another time, uh, maybe never. And so tonight, yeah, maybe never. Tonight, uh, after our recording, we're going to go have uh, a drink and a cigar. Yeah, uh, of Balmore. Le bottle de baby. Eighteen year. That's French that I made up. Nice. You yeah. basically speak French. I basically speak French. But we were so we were going back and forth between Balmore and, and Dalmore, and let's just have both. And tonight. so I said, I, I kept thinking about. it. I was like, no, I'm I'm just gonna get Dalmore tonight. So we're gonna have both tonight. Dalmore is, is what we're having on the show. Life is rough on the Catholic Man Show. Dalmore is what we're gonna have as a baby bottle. So uh, Dalmore, the Portwood finish or Portwood Reserve is what it's called. Um, do you want to? Let's cheers, and then I'll let you read okay, the yeah, taste. Cheers, cheers. One of the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers to Jesus. Cheers. 
Okay, so on the aroma, this is this is uh, according to the box. It says sweet red berries. Well, hold on, because it's Richard Patterson, who's the master yeah, distiller yeah, yeah. That's, but I, of Dalmore. Right. Um, but this so, is just what the box says, and I'm sure this. Uh, when you say when you said according to the box, it kind of sounded condescending, and it's like, listen, Richard Dalmore is like well, the, the nose. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes though, like. If it's on the box, you know, they're going to try to like spruce up their own tasting notes, you know, because okay. it's, but he has know, a rep to keep. They're, they're marketing. It's marketing. Sure. But you know. he has a rep to keep. Sure. But even him still. Right. He's got to market it the right way. That doesn't mean it's wrong. But who's, who, who could say that anyone's tasting notes are wrong in the first place? It's very subjective. You know, but, uh, so we've got sweet red berries, Seville oranges. Is it, this is the aroma? Plummy, plummy fruits. This is all in the nose. And sticky toffee pudding. I don't prefer my toffee pudding sticky. You mm. definitely get the sweet berries, the plum. Yeah. But I also... Hmm. Mm, it is delicious, though. Well, and you would imagine... In the mouth, it's delicious. The, uh, In the mouth. Uh, good. Yeah. Nice. Uh, you would imagine being a port wood finish that it would it would have the the berries the plums yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, t- you know smell to it so I think what it had originally it was in some of that plumminess ex bourbon barrels and mm-hmm. then they finish it in the in the port wood right right so then it says on the palate uh, nectarines creamy caramel roasted chestnuts and Java coffee uh, the finish is sultanas I don't know what that is. Sanguinello blood oranges and macerated cherries. Whoa. There's some difficult things to pronounce here at the very end. I don't know if I said any of that right, but what's Sultanas? I smell, I smell uh, chocolate in there. Do you yeah, smell I do chocolate? too. I did too. Haley actually picked up on the chocolate notes no, as well. No, Adam. Well, she... Don't. Okay. Never mind. Disregard. <laughs> Somebody who else drank this this evening told me that they picked up on chocolate notes as well. There are other people who may have done that. Right. Uh, I like it's got a nice finish. Nice. It's, you know, nice long finish. Mm-hmm. Good quality of qu- quality of a good scotch. Dalmore it, for a Highland is... It, Delmore is probably my favorite Highland whiskey. You know what? I forget it's a Highland because it's so complex. It is. It's extremely complex. And that's unfair. I know that that's unfair of me to um, generalize Highlands that way. Right. As if they're not complex. Because McAllen's are pretty complex. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't say that. That's You know what? There's my apology. Right. Is that I'm sorry for saying the thing I just said. Good, Joe. Thank you. Uh, so there's a stag. So the stag is, is kind of the the emblem on the bottle mm-hmm. you go to the bot thank you Juan is getting so good like i don't Man, even have to tell him anymore he's on a, it he's already there it's ridiculous so there was that the fan the tradition is that the family there's a, a mckenzie family who saved uh king alexander the third and he saved him from a a 12 point buck that was gonna was, kill him. that was gonna kill him yeah and because of that the king said you now can have this on your family crest the family now na- then nice. 
through the years. Well, the king had probably been killing a lot of the Staggs family, so yeah. like you can see, understand yeah. the right. resentment. Yeah. And then when the family ended up owning the distillery, they used that stag as as the emblem. So nice. anyway, when we get back, we'll, we'll jump into the man gear. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan, Juan Posada in the house. We're talking about me today on the Catholic Man Show because they call me the Godfather. This that is a segment. That that's we're... our topic, though, for today. Okay. That's just a, a sneak peek. Oh, okay. I'm just previewing. You're making an offer they can't refuse. I'm previewing it for everybody. Gosh, I was hoping we wouldn't. Plus, we have to talk about that before we talk about the man gear. Right. We're also getting ready to do Exodus 90. It starts in the morning. Yes. We're recording this on Sunday. It starts the next day. If you're on the podcast, we're already like uh, we're a couple. Trying, we're a couple cold showers in by now, and we're trying to figure out what what we're going to talk about next week. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. <laughs> by the time you're listening, I'm just wondering, like. Physically, if I will survive a cold shower, I don't know. Like, will I die? Sometimes yeah, you'll be all right. So I'll tell you, I turned it cold the other day. I thought I was gonna die. Yeah. So in an act of self-preservation, I turned it back hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so there's a couple things that we've decided with with excess ninety. We said that we we would make an exception for drinking on the show. Yeah. Because we didn't want to bore everybody. We'll, uh, we'll, for, do, we'll do a couple weeks with no with no drinks. I mean, we can do that. Well, sure, we can have water one day. I, we or have something. espresso. Yeah, now that I have espresso machine, it it says though black coffee. Espresso is black coffee. Is it that counts as black coffee? Yeah. Okay. It's just concentrated. It's just co- concentrated coffee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. So what was that? What am I thinking of? I'm thinking of you're like thinking a, a latte. latte. Yeah, that adds a milk. Latte, yeah, but it says but it milk. says you can have milk too. Yeah. So you're good. We can have lattes. Well, you can separate them. Why not put them together? Yeah. Might as well. It also doesn't say anything about baths. It says no. It says cold showers, but it doesn't say <laughs> after you take your cold shower, you can't take a nice hot bath. <laughs> hey, have you ever gone back and listened to some of like our really old episodes? And, yeah. And listened to like, wow, that was what was going on in our life at that time. Yeah, I have. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna make I'm I'm, I'm saying this only for it's part of your penance. No, it's only for future because I want to make sure I remember this. Yeah. Because this was something hilarious that Jude did. That I, I I have to remember this. Okay. So this has been a really rough week in the Minahan house. Yeah. I don't know if you know this. You do know this, actually. Know. Juan, you may not. I don't know. But uh, Faust- Anna Faustina is... Pot- we're in the midst of potty training, which has been messy. <laughs> um, and uh, Jude uh, Jude got sick yeah. this weekend. Not oh, related. Actually, no, not related, but yeah. they got sick. So Jude has been throwing up. And he screams right before he throws up, like all little kids do, right? He's, you know, I think. I guess I don't know. I mean, they don't know what's they don't know what's happening. They and they know something's happening. Okay. And so, yeah. anyway, so he throws up. He, he screams. He throws up. My, my wife is in there with him. As they're walking back out, you know, he's all sick, and he sit he sits down on the couch. My wife is like, tr- you know, trying to get everything cleaned up. And Haley walks back into the living room, and Jude. It, Luke is, is sitting there in the living room with 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 him. Mm-hmm. Anna's Anna's in there as well, and Jude goes, Bleh! 
like that and made that this sound that the throwing up sound and my wife comes running in and jude starts cracking up and goes i made her think that i was throwing up <laughs> and he was not he was like so even when he was sick he was trying to play a gotcha, prank. mom yeah i'm trying to play a prank on mom sucker yeah and i was like oh man so easy yeah and i thought man if he did that to me oh man i would i'd be so mad but Haley took it. But because it was to your mom. It, Haley took it very gracefully. Pretty funny. She was, Were you there when it happened or did you hear about no, it later? No, Haley told me about yeah. it. And it, so anyway, it was just so funny to hear like to hear that story of like, even when he was super, super sick, he thought... You should journal about this it, would, This would be a good... Uh, yeah, I should add that to my journal. Did it put it in the journal? This would be this would be a fun fun, fun prank on my, wa- on my mom. Okay, so our man gear today is... What do you call it? Uh, firewood Fire, sling, firewood carrier, carrier. That's what I would. That's what I would call it. Okay, nice. My wife got me one uh, for my birthday, and when she, I think it was my birthday. Anyway, she got me one for for an uh, occasion. Yeah. And when I first got it, I was uh, almost a little offended because, like, listen, I don't need a purse to carry my firewood. Right. <laughs> you know, I I will I will just put this have you on my seen, bicep. Have you seen these guns, yeah, babe? And, and just hold the wood in my arms. That's what I that's what I always do. That yeah, and so I thought like, you know, hold on a minute. Yeah, and I Let just me... I try not to crush it, you know, in the the in the vice that is my biceps. I'm just trying to make sure I bring logs inside and not sawdust. You know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? I, Am I right? Yeah. And so but I was like, you know, Haley bought it for me. I'll start <laughs> trying to use it, you know, see you know, see if I like it. Turns out it's way better than you can carry a lot more you firewood. Carry a lot more firewood, and you don't. Your coat's not covered in and like wood. little wood. You know, you, you don't have a, a trail of of wood or dust uh, coming yeah. in. Doesn't do that thing where one of them starts to get off balance, and then like they but two, two logs that like go in different directions. You know what I'm saying? And you can't. Right. Yeah, I hate that. So so the sling the so carrier. She did, she did a a phenomenal job getting. It's very hard to get a present for somebody who doesn't even know that they want it. Right. That is a tough. Sort of like inventing the iPad. You know, like how do you create something everybody wants, but nobody knows, knows that they want it. That they want it. Right. Again, just a testament to Haley's feminine genius. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So we have one, uh, one uh, something like this in uh, our cabin in Michigan. We use it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is very, very nice. Uh, you just go out and, and you got me one for Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Which, which I like. I, I liked it so much that I was like, "Well, I guess I got to get Dave one for Christmas." Yeah. And when you when I got, it, I was like, "That's of course we use this in Michigan all the time. Why wouldn't I think to have one at your house? At my house where I burn firewood all the time. You know, right? And a lot more. It's different for like a. It's different between that and a wheelbarrow because like a wheelbarrow, you're you're carrying it outside. Yeah. My mom gets this. or Pamela gets mad when I bring the wheelbarrow inside. You know. Right. Yeah. I mean the sling. You know, the carrier is for even though the kids love the, it bringing the wood <laughs> inside the house yeah uh so i have a different wood carrier than you so why don't you describe your wood well, mine carrier? is just a, like a sling it's a big leather sling it's a cam is it leather or canvas it's leather it's leather okay, i couldn't remember yeah uh, it's it's real thick leather so it's, uh-huh. not, it's very nice with a with handles on so you just put the wood in the sling and you just you know you, you carry bring in enough that the handles will come back around on, you know, so you can carry it. And, mm-hmm. uh, it's good. You can carry definitely, you can definitely carry more that way than in, in your arm. Right. And the one I have, it, it it's not a, an actual like sling. It's, 
it's almost like just a box with mm-hmm. handles on it. So it has it has four walls as opposed to just the two like one sling. Right. So you could if you had like small smaller like kindling or something, mm-hmm. you could put it in there and it yeah, wouldn't so, it wouldn't fall out. So the advantage of that I I think would be that it's it's a lot less messy because it's all contained inside the the four walls. Mm-hmm. Your sling, you know, if you accidentally drop one side of it or something it could it could all all, all the bark or whatever could, could yeah, get messy sure. but uh i have the four, the box and what i actually do is you know you, there's the stand that has all your, your poker and your shovel and your brush and all you mm-hmm. know all your firewood kit accessories and it has a, a little arc on there for you to stack your wood and what i actually do is i just carry that and put the carrier in yeah, right there yeah so in michigan the one we have there's like a v-shaped metal thing we keep by the a V-shaped it's, it's, metal it's thing. It's a V. It's like yeah. this, uh, and the handles slide over the the points of the V, mm-hmm. so that it just sits there and holds the the wood like that, which nice. is kind of nice too. It's kind of kind of the same thing as what, what I fa- you've got. I found that when the weather gets cold, so there's like a there's this Venn diagram when the weather gets cold, and one circle is People who say, "Oh, I hate the cold. I'm ready for a summer." Yeah. And the other person, the other Venn diagram is, uh, I, "I can't wait to s- snuggle up by next to a fire and drink a whiskey." Yeah. And then you know, there's an intersection of kind of the both, overlap, the overlap yeah. of both of people. And then there's like not on this map is like California, who doesn't get right. bad weather, and right. we don't. You know, those people are, they just don't have bad weather. Yeah, that's why they're weak. <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's why they definitely need excess 90 yeah big time but um so you know with the weather getting cold the weather here in oklahoma has been crazy this weekend it was uh snow tornado warning 60 degrees on monday it's it's been yeah. it's been wild yeah but even though tornadoes like nothing ever really happens tornadoes are not as people who don't live in oklahoma they think tornadoes are like this ominous crazy like we're all gonna die but like, they're not that bad. There's not. There's a lot of warnings and watches that and yeah, and it's like ever, they no. most of the time they don't touch down, and you know right. it's not like a hurricane where like everybody is gonna get destroyed. Right. But how does this man gear relate to the topic? Well, we're talking was, about godparents. Today. We're gonna talk about godparents. And I before the episode, I was I was kind of trying to connect the dots, and then you brought something up that was even better. So I'll let you actually, I'll let you take it. So it's for carrying wood. Right. And it reminded me of Isaac carrying the wood up the mountain for the sacrifice. You know, in in that way he prefigured Christ. He didn't he didn't actually know that he was, you know, going to be the sacrifice on his way up right. there, you know. But Dad. <laughs> but uh, you know, we're all called to carry our cross. And godparents are like this where uh, you know, when you're using a, a firewood carrier, Who's carrying the wood? You or the firewood carrier? Well, you are. You're carrying the wood, but the firewood carry, carrier is helping you to do it better, more easily, you know, more efficiently. Efficient. Right. Yeah. In a way that, you know, now you're not burdened as much by the cross that you're carrying. And so in, 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 in some ways, the firewood carrier is like a godparent when, God, when a godparent is done well. Uh, Which that, we'll talk about. That they could help you uh, learn the ways of the faith so that your cross is not so much a burden as it is uh, a sanctification. Yes. Boom. Boom. Roasted. 
I don't know if that was roasted, but somebody is. Somebody. Yeah. Isaac wasn't. No, not he, Isaac. He, but he that ram. That ram did not. Wrong place at the wrong time, buddy. Got caught in that thicket. Yep. Gotta watch out for those. Your mom told you not to go in the thicket. <laughs> Your ram mother told you. You didn't listen. We'll, we'll talk about uh, godparents when we get back. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I want to give a shout out to Juan being on point this evening. Getting back into the groove. Totally dominating the buttons. Even though he doesn't even push the buttons. We always talk about the buttons. I have all he, these beautiful buttons programmed for him. He doesn't even use them. He likes he likes the manual. He, he, he does the mouse. He yeah. uses mouse clicks. He's yeah. really a, a clicker more than a button pusher. Yeah. We're, we're drinking a little bit of the Dow Moore... Portwood Reserve. Yeah. And just in case uh, you're just listening to us on the podcast and not watching us on Facebook, you should really check us out on Facebook. You get to hear quality stuff. In between segments. Like, what did they do with John Paul II's socks? What did they or, do with or them? Or you can subscribe to our YouTube channel because I just upload yeah, the, it's straight. the it's raw the same video. Thing, yeah. yeah. So you can do that. So also what you check could, us out. Also, what you could do is you could support the Catholic Man Show um, on Patreon. Patreon dot com slash the catholic man show dave one of the things that we're doing this year is we're do, we're giving a 10-part series with our wives for the patreon we're actually doing it for the diocese but we're adding it to our patreon mm-hmm. um as a correct as a extra bonus and the first one's coming out this week yeah i got mine in the mail yesterday yeah i did yeah. too um and and then also what we're doing is we're going to be recording some of the encyclicals homilies things like from that the church has given us from a long time ago that people don't know about mm-hmm. or haven't thought right, about. Right, um, And you can listen to that. So support us on the Catholic Man Show. The only way we can continue going is by your support. And 100% of your donations go back to the show. One of the things you get by supporting is you get into this Facebook group. And we we talk about all different kinds of things. One of the things we talked about recently is Rafi, who we met at... Um, the camp out. The camp out. Yep. Uh, asked a, a very important question, which kind of led to this topic this evening on mm-hmm. godparents. He was asking, "Why, like, who should you look for at in a godparent? Like, what should you be looking for? Who, you, who should you be thinking about as a godparent? Um, what's the purpose of them? You know." And so he asked all these questions. We had a great discussion. Father Brian O'Brien. Shout out to uh, our, our our good friend, Father Brian O'Brien chimed in he gave a great response i thought yeah it's nice to have priests on the on the council who can weigh in father donovan's on there as yeah because well. every now and then a, a question will come up and it's like father uh, Ketterer. i could give an answer i could give like father Sean o'brien what i think the answer is but it'd be nice if a father a, kelly edwards like is a on priest there. yeah All, really great really, really great priest so yeah. anyway yeah, yeah yeah so i so and more there's more and one of the things that uh, a benefit of, of doing this show dave is that and we've talked about this before is, is the alcohol is the alcohol and um being able to to get receive free stuff yeah that, that's really stuff. the reason yeah. why we do this show is we want free stuff yeah. but uh, another benefit is that it it makes us it forces us to 
dive deeper into our faith and and reevaluate how we're living our life as yeah. a Catholic. Yeah, because if you're going to talk about something on air, you have to kind of like learn about it first. And know a little bit about it. Yeah. And as I was um, learning a little bit more about the history of, of godparents, and I, I started thinking like, man, I'm I'm not doing it not doing the best job I could as a godparent. So it kind of reinvigorated me, especially like as we're going through Exodus 90 soon to mm-hmm. to remind myself to be a better godparent and to offer up some of these sacrifices um, for my godchildren. Mm-hmm. But so I think the best thing to do is maybe we start with the history of, of, of godparents. Okay. Let's, let's start there. Let's start at the very, the very beginning. The beginning. Beginning it's is a good, good place to start. Good place to start. So originally the, the history of, of godparents, it had a, a, a total, twofold aspect to it um and remember that at this point in time in early christian in early christianity it wasn't legal to be a christian and mm-hmm. so there was a lot of persecution in the church yeah um you had to kind of at times be hush hush about being a christian mm-hmm. um so the twofold aspect of being a godparent was basically a catechist to make sure that the pe- person who was coming into the faith learned the faith um and understood like what the faith was all about yeah um, and then also in the second fold was like making sure that like vouching for this person saying like that they're not a spy. That they're not a, basically like because that was happening. People were joining the church just to rat people out to the Romans and then they'd come kill all right. kill everybody. And there was like a, a, a constant tendency of like pagan traits or pagan traditions seeping into the Christian right, faith. Right, yeah. Is this guy serious about joining or does he just want to do it as like a social club? But really he's got no interest in practicing, you know, that kind of thing. Right. So, I mean, you know, the godparents were like the spiritual guides of the of the children of the parents uh, from that time period. And we still, I mean, those still those things still exist in the RCIA program, which is right. soon to be changed, changed to the RCIO program, but, or OCIA, OCIA, not RCIA. It's the mm-hmm. Order of Christian Initiation instead of Rite of Christianity. But yeah, so we still have those things. Um, we're less worried about uh, getting ratted out to the Romans today today um but the that tradition is still stuck around so what we think of as rcia sponsors is the like original form of godparents is that what you're saying there's a, a lot of overlap there. yeah 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 sure um and so but around like 800 when infant bap- 800 ad when infant baptism kind of became predominant so it didn't infant baptism didn't start till then because that, in the bible my- there's I mean, you hear about how entire households joined the faith, you know, so you could right. assume that there might be little children involved. Sure. And absolutely, there there are. But it wasn't necessarily the practice. The like practice. Your baby's right. born, you baptize because, them. You know, they, they also had the, you know, the understanding, you know, that baptism wiped away all your sins, you know. Right. Uh, and some and people so, waited until their deathbed. Right. And so, which is a bold move, really. It's really t- So, anyway, so as the church, you know, had. In her wisdom, said you know, not everybody uh, has a deathbed. Right. Some people have a death field, yeah. or a death toilet, or some. You know, like sometimes you El- just Elvis, die. Elvis, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, that's why it's it's good to pray uh, for a holy death to Saint Joseph. Yeah. Ask Saint Joseph for a holy long term illness is the way to go. You can long term illness. I think about this. Like you can prepare for your death. What a what a blessing to be able to like you know you're gonna die. You're gonna die in the next week. You can get ready. I mean, like, there's suffering involved, but, I mean, you're about to die. Right. So, in eight, around 800, whenever infant baptism kind of take, was predominant, the, the tradition, Yeah. Uh, godparents became more of what they are like today, where they're 
they're supposed to be helping the the parent raise the kid in mm-hmm. a spiritual aspect. Yeah. Um, and and helping them teach the faith. Mm-hmm. So basically, that that's kind of where the history of the godparent came. Because you know, back then, uh, both you know, life expectancy was very short. It was much shorter. Yeah. Um, and so, if your parents died all of a sudden, and you're a Christian, you need to you you want to have your kids who may not know the faith be raised under the wing of somebody else who knows the faith as well. Mm, yeah. Um, and so that that's why. They made sure they yeah. have a godparent. Tutelage was much more common in general back then, education or right. whatever. Right. So uh, the church, in her wisdom, has has um, given us guidelines of how to pick and the requirements of, of what a godparent is. Okay. Um, which, you know, I was just like, you know, reading Late the Code it. of Canon yeah. Law. Yeah, just in Latin. On a on a Wednesday. Right, just for fun. I was fun. thinking like, man, this, you know, would be a great thing to do as I'm sitting this sipping this burgundy and having a fire and uh, having classical music play. Yeah, eating raw tuna. Yeah. Uh, definitely read the Code of Canon Law. Yeah, in Latin. In Latin. And then, yeah. So anyway, so there's a couple di- there's a couple different things that they, that the requirements of godparents, which we can talk about also on the other side of the break, but one of the, uh, the they must be at least 16 years of age. Okay. Uh, they must be a baptized Catholic who has completed the sacraments of the Eucharist and confirmation. Okay. So they must have Confirmation. So full initiation. Full initiation into the church. Because baptism, Eucharist, confirmation, full initiation. Right. Uh, they may not be the parent of the child being baptized, so you cannot be your own uh, godparent to your kid, because that would kind of defeat the whole purpose yeah. anyway. Yeah. And one of the beautiful things about godparents, I think, is that it, it reinstitutes the idea that we are made for community. It almost like is it... it that it takes a village. It, it takes, yeah, we need to depend like, on each it's other. Like, I need other people to mm. help me raise even my kids. Yeah, there's a humility that says, I, even though I'm going to do my best, it might not be enough in order to do this job well. You know? I need other people. Or that I, I you uh, might not, not that you might not, you just aren't. Right. You know? So I, I, when I was reading through this, I thought, man, that's a that's a good point. Is 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 that it, mm, it's yeah. really focusing on making sure that listen, we're not we're made for being in communion with other people. We're not made to do this solo. Right. This isn't a solo journey. Right. Yeah. Even. Yeah, I mean, otherwise we could we would have asexual reproduction, you know, and the marriage itself is a community. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, another thing, and by the way, this I didn't say this at the beginning, but this is Canon eight seventy four. If you want to. Go read that on a Wednesday. Um, if married, they must must be married in the Catholic Church regularly. So if you're going to have spouses. Yeah, so... Th- so thing, there can be no scandal. Because otherwise there's a, a scandal. They're living in a state of scandal. Right. And so actually, you only need one godparent. Right. You don't need two. You don't have to have two. Um, it, for it to be valid. Oh, so I see. So it's not that if you're picking married a couple, but if one of if the one person you're picking no, I'm is just married. Saying, no, no, no. I'm just saying like you, you like you just yeah, have yeah, yeah. to have. But it one. just under I was misunderstanding that at first. I was thinking like if you're picking a husband and wife, they have to be married in the Catholic Church. But what what you mean is if you're picking a man and that man is married and he's Catholic, he has to be married in the Catholic Church. Correct. But you well, wait. But, but you don't need. But you don't need. Yes. Uh, yes. But you don't need to have a godmother. Right. You can have a saying. godmother, right? Well, yeah, you can have a godmother. And no godfather. Or a godfather. You just need one godparent. You need go- one yeah, godparent. Yeah, yeah. But if they're married, they have to have a valid sacramental marriage. Right. Um, so they must be regularly attending Mass on Sunday, going to confession, and living the faith 
not living in sin. The two godparents do not have to be married to one another. So they must be like bare. They have to be at least bare minimum Catholics. It, yeah, absolutely. They have to be practicing Catholics. Yeah. Um, and uh, the baptized non-Catholic may be a godparent, but may serve as a witness along with the, the Catholic godparent. So that's something that I want to talk about because it's like a Catholic witness. Yeah. Because that, that's a question that comes up a lot. It's like, what if I want a godparent who yeah. is not Catholic to be my go- you know, yeah. my, my, my child's godparent? Okay. So we'll talk about that on the other side. I'll let you close it out. Good. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. This is David Niles here with Adam Minahan and Juan Posada. We're talking about godparents today. We got a lot to get through here because there's some big stuff. We're talking about godparents. One of them has to be Catholic. You can have a non-Catholic witness. Right, so the church, you know... As like a fake godparent, if you want. Not a fake godparent. You're a fake godparent. You're not a godparent. You're a Catholic... You're a a, Christian witness. You're not a godparent. So if there's somebody in your life your fake that, that maybe a um, a bap- they have to be a baptized Christian yeah. who, who is living virtuously, who is a part of your life on a regular basis, yeah. um, who you think could help build Christian virtue in your child, you could have them be be a Christian witness. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's a terrible idea. I just think that's a ridiculous. Like, don't. Why are you doing that? You know, well, what if they don't have a good Catholic friend? Well, don't don't pick this other person. Just only have one. If you what have, if they don't. Like, yeah, I mean, they have to. Have you one. don't don't give this other. I mean, there's no reason to do this. It just makes me mad because godparents selecting a godparent is not a popularity contest. It's not like oh they picked us, so now we need to pick them. You know, like as if let's just trade right. our kids. God, you know, it's like we're like dealing in godparents here or something. You should be picking the godparents who you think are the holiest people, people that you know, who you're friends with. I mean, don't just pick, you know, Scott and Kimberly Hahn as your guy. I mean, you don't know well, them. I mean, I'm just, I do, but well, I'm just yeah. I'm but just but dropping, anyway, you I'm know, just dropping pick Catholic someone names. who is in your community, who's in your life, right. who you say this is the holiest person I know. That's going to be a part of my life. Yeah, it could be your parish priest. I mean, if you're like have a good relationship with your priest, it could be him. Yeah. Most of the time, it's most not. Time the, most time most they, of the time, it's they, not. They but it, it's like who, who is the holiest person you know? Make them your make them the godparents. Right. You know, it doesn't have to always be the same person, but right. um, it's not a popularity contest. And to me, if you're picking someone who's not Catholic to be this, like to be there, even though they might be your best friend, like I'm not saying that they're not important to you. But they're not Catholic, right? And that's what we're that's talking the, about that's here. The that of, is what this is. It's, it's not a popularity contest. They might be very, very good people, right? Our good friend, Tom, our good friend Thomas Lackey. You were telling me before the show yeah, started. He, they all their kids have the same godparents because, like, to them, this is there's this other family that's very important in their lives, and they're a very good, devout Catholic family. So, like, they are the godparents of all their children, right? 
And that to me, that makes sense. Right. I, I get why you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, so a non-baptized person cannot be a godparent. Also, if for some reason, like let's say, uh, little Johnny, you have uh, godparents for little Johnny, and the godparents at the time were really good Catholics, and maybe they fell away from the church. Yeah, you cannot have new godparents. No, no. It's not like you can say, "Oh, I want to redo." Yeah, um, mine what, got mine got divorced. Yeah, yeah. You can't you can't do that. <laughs> Bummer. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, but you know you have to make sure that they're an active practicing Catholic, meaning they're they're following all the precepts of the church, um, which you can go to Catechism twenty forty one and following for for all okay. the all the like here's the guidelines of yeah. being a active Catholic. You that's, know, so that's what you're looking for. Pick that's, those people. Pick those kind of people. Someone because yeah. the job of the, the godparent bare minimum is to pray for them every day. You should be if you're a godparent. You, you yeah, need okay, to be praying good. for your kids. Is, your god kids, man, godchildren like, every this day. Is, this is a perfect uh, segue. So I think we should talk really quick about uh, if you're a godparent, how to be a good godparent to your godchildren. Uh, I, I came up with five really quick, and I'll and then I'll, I want to get, get your thoughts on them. Okay. Uh, first is like enroll them in a perpetual mass. Boom. I think that's a phenomenal. I thing have not as, done that, but I, I need not, to. I have not either, but I'm going to. Uh, it, it like hit me. I was like, I should do that. And a lot of uh, uh, you know religious organizations will, if you donate to them, they'll ask you like, do you have a an intention that we can offer yeah, up? Yeah. Uh, in salvation our, of my godchildren. Right, and that would be a perfect thing. And actual children. And actual children. Yeah, obviously. But uh, so enroll them in a perpetual mass. It it doesn't cost a whole. It doesn't cost very much most of the time. Yeah. And, and it's a beautiful way of also if you don't know what a per- opening the the door to grace. If you don't know what a perpetual mass is, Google it. Right. Uh, no, Blow your mind. Another one is the other one is just be present, be intentional. Like attend yeah. as many family activities as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Juan is a does a phenomenal job of this. He takes his his God parenting role very very seriously yeah you're probably the best godparent i know one yeah i i I agree um but you know just being present you know even if you have a a family that maybe you're the only catholic in your family to invite your godparent you know your child's godparent to the event Mm -hmm. like take that's the thing is they should be someone in your life it shouldn't be and like pick someone who you think is going to be around that's an it's that's the other thing is that you might know somebody but if they are in the military or, you know, like have a job where they might get relocated, mm-hmm. maybe they're not the best candidate. Maybe, I mean, that's up to you to decide. But if they leave and, you know, are across the country. It's tough. It's tough because their job is a spiritual one, but it's also a real one. Like where they, sh- they should be there and they should, a, a child should know their godparents. And let's say that maybe you, you, you did move for an unforeseen reason. It's, that's going to happen. There's no, and it's, you can't. Right. So I think that what you need yeah. to do is is make sure you uh, birthday cards, uh, graduation cards, right? Yeah, uh, you know, sending out. You know, Amazon has free delivery if you're a Prime member. Okay, you know, you can have you can have something <laughs> right. sent to their address. Right, but I mean, you just want to be present in their lives. Uh, you know, I I'm trying my best to stay in the habit of of writing down on Sundays, like writing letters to people. Like, oh man, it's um, a good idea. I'm still I'm still doing that. I'm not doing it every Sunday. Yeah. Like, but anyway, just write write a letter to them. Word. Be active. Uh, another one is uh, offer a holy hour or like Exodus 90, the men who are starting Exodus 90. like Offer your cold showers for, for them, them or something. Yeah. yeah. O- you know, offer up something. And then uh, the fifth one that Juan does that I was like, man, I, I don't do this at all and I'm I'm a bad godparent apparently, but uh, is is take them out on one-on-one dates. Mm, yeah. You know, like be, again, be once, active. Once they get old enough, yeah. Yeah, I mean like Go take them out. Go do stuff. Mm-hmm. Let them see you as a, you know, like this, you know, Dave is a good role model yeah, for, you know. The children need reinforcement. When they just hear things from mom and dad, 
it's one thing. But when they like when we all get our kids together to pray and the kids see, see everybody, everybody, you know, doing the, the sign of the, of the cross, cross and praying before meals, all of a sudden it's reinforced. It's like, oh, this is what we've been learning. And now all of a sudden, boom, it's like solidified. Right. You know, so when they see other people doing the same thing that they've been learning at home, you know, it only reinforces what you've been yeah. trying to do in the domestic church for as long as they've grown up. So maybe we'll save my question about can godparents bless their godchildren for segment five. Okay. Which will be on Facebook and YouTube. Okay, that's a good idea. Okay. Well, uh, do you have any other ways of, of being a good godparent? Have you thought, like... Uh, yeah, well, I mean, else? so I pray for all my godchildren by name every day. How many do you have? Five. You have five? Mm-hmm. I have six. Do you? Yes. Nice. I thought I didn't know you had more than me. When did you get more than me? I'm a lot holier. I, I thought than you. I was totally winning this contest. No, I'm holier. I'm winning. Well, Juan has Juan like has fifteen like, or something. Oh, you, you have ten. 10? Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. That is but crazy. That's what happens when you buy people a huge, huge. When I yeah, asked you him, haven't even bought me my whiskey yet, Juan. When I by asked the way. him to be the godparent of one of my children, I got the biggest bottle of whiskey I'd ever seen. He hasn't even I, like he's one of my. He got lost in the air. It got lost in the airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. That's really sad. <laughs> Dang it, TSA. <laughs> uh, Talk so, about perks of a job right there. You right. probably get free stuff like every day. Uh, but I, I think you, you uh, so as a, as a dad, if you're trying to figure mm-hmm. if you're trying to figure out who can be your godparent, you want to make sure that they're obviously active in the Catholic Church, yeah. taking their faith seriously. Mm-hmm. That you think that they're going to be a pre- they're going to be present in your life. Um, so that and it's not something like oh well, Dave was my uh, best man at my wedding, so I, you know he's going to be gonna my be the godparent, he's going right. to be my godparent. Let me ask you this. Okay, you're the godparents of a child whose parents are no longer no oh, longer I, practicing. What do you do? So I've, I, I actually am experiencing that right now. Like my very first, yeah, I'm experiencing that right now. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the, the only thing that I, I, I've asked for counsel on this from, from, from priests and the things that they've told me to do is try to stay active and be, um, sending, sending things that, that show that, uh, my religion is important. Meaning like, yeah. so it's a tough conversation to have. So, but it's easy. If you're going to talk about it easy, with the parents. But it's easy to do if you, cause you know, their baptism date. So right. every, every year on their baptism date, send them a card and you know whatever yeah, they make like. Make sure to write down their baptism date yeah, in the first place. Yeah, yeah. yeah but so but send I them think something. You could. You'd have to have be. You know, the tone of this conversation is very important. But if you sit down with the parents, like maybe don't go over there just for this reason. But if when you're with them, like hey, you know, one thing that's you know, I'm the I'm the godparent of so and so, and look, uh, it's not my job to. I'm not not here to make judge you and like throw rocks at you right now stones but um you know my godchild they're not going to mass and i took a promise to help raise them and it's just i it's eaten at me that i'm not able to do this can i pick him up you know like to take him to mass with <clears throat> with my family on mm. sunday is that okay you know just so it's not because you run the risk if you damage the relationship between parents then your relationship with the god godchild is gone. Gone. Okay. Yeah. And you ha- you can't do that. Right. So you need to try. But a also if they're if the people if the parents are your friends you should be concerned for their souls as well. You know it's difficult. Right. Um. Certainly you got to be praying. But I think depending on the relationship that's something you could do. That would be a big sacrifice. 
for your family to have to go pick up somebody else. My, my mom does that. My mom picks up a lady every Sunday. Yeah. I mean, but think about if you're doing it when you have kids. You know, yeah, like we're tougher. already running late for mass. We're, we're, yeah. We're running late for next Sunday's mass right, right now. Yeah, exactly. Currently, we're, like, we're running late. The church bell that rings that says like, hey, Father's walking down the aisle. Like sometimes I hear that as we're walking in the door. Tough. Kids, run! Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, I think it, we need to take uh, as godparents, we need to take our role seriously. Uh, I think it's great. It, the men who are joining Exodus ninety, that's a great way to start taking it seriously. You're going to be adding a lot of uh, prayer and penances. So many opportunities. So for many penance. opportunities. Yeah. Oh. Um, also, you can you can just make a, every time that you you pray a rosary, just add for all your godchildren as well. Name them individually. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then when we uh, we're going to continue the conversation. We're going to talk about blessing godparents and we, we're going godchildren. You can hear that on YouTube or Facebook.